back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 81. I am your host, Carter E. Joined from the other side of an electronic screen uh, from my producer is uh, Jeff Mulhill Jr. of InstaImage.com. We are testing out uh, a little bit of a new mic setup this week, so if uh, things sound a little funky, then we apologize, but uh, we're working on it. It'll, it'll, it'll get better. It's when we're, when we're not in the same spot, we're working on some, some new things going on here. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? I know we didn't get to hear from you last week with uh, with the interview with Blair. Uh, I know you are out of town currently, but uh, but how have you been? I have been okay. Uh, summer is upon us. I t- took the opportunity to, to uh, zip out of town for a little business trip, and I'm as you can see. Obviously, you can't he- you can't hear where I am, but um, <laughs> if I went outside, you would definitely know where I am because the seagulls cannot keep their mouth shut, but. Uh, I am in Monterey at the studio, uh, taking care of a few things and happened to stop by San Jose and catch a cute couple of quakes games on the, on the coming and going. So that's good too. Yeah, we will definitely get to some MLS talk in a second because we had some news last week that we would have gotten to, but obviously, uh, you know, we got, got a little more local dialed in. So we'll get to MLS in just a second, uh, but to start with that, that local angle, uh, <clears throat> Jeff, as I'm sure you've heard by now, Talia Trenton was named the Gatorade Nevada Player of the Year. I keep saying this differently. Is, is Gatorade Nevada's Player of the Year, or is it Nevada's Gatorade Player? I I think it's Nevada's Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah, because they do it for every state, so right. it'd be like it's saying that it's Nevada's, like it's belong, it's possessive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a, that's a fantastic. That's I saw that and I'm like, that's so great. Uh, yeah, no, an incredible award. Um, she becomes the second um, athlete ever at Douglas High School to win the award, uh, following the footsteps of Sean Estes, who won it in 1991. Uh, no other, no other softball player at Douglas High has has won it before. Obviously, um, with uh, that being the case, uh, I know we do have some uh, former uh, athletes from Carson City that have picked it up um, between. Uh, Kyle Luchar, and then I know Jared Mar- Marchegger out of Sierra Luther also uh, went in in track as well. But, uh, I mean, really, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when the season ended. I mean, <laughs> just keep piling on the awards and reasons will be you're going to remember this spring of 2023 season. Um, and just kind of goes to show that, I mean, we I think, think people knew what Talia was capable of coming into the season. I'm not sure it was necessarily a surprise what she did after winning class 5a north player of the year last year um but she only got better and you know i think that was kind of my biggest question to her outside of some of the more uh obvious ones like what the award means to you and uh, so on and so forth but i was curious you know you're a junior you've already committed to iowa you you know you've already won this award you've won a state title you've gone back to back northern region players of the year i was kind of like how do you how do you keep getting better? How do you how do you continue to push yourself to to keep doing that? And I mean, she spends so much time working and practicing in softball. Anyways, I don't I don't think it's really even a, a question to her if if getting better is a is I, I, I'm not even sure it's a thought that occurs other than just like hey you know here are these little incremental tweaks I can do to continue to improve my craft and maybe that's what's most impressive about it is. Uh, it just kind of seemed like another 
Uh, I'm sure, you know, it means a lot to her, but to some extent, it just kind of seems like another, another award for her where it's, uh, you know, take care of business. And, yeah. uh, I, I think that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Well, and just, it's not work to her. It's love of the game. And that's, that's, that's why we're out. That's why you and I are out here. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Okay. It's easy to write about somebody that's winning and yada, yada. But I mean, you really see the work that she's put in and like you said, continuing to get better and better and better. And I mean, that, that just, and, and I mean, Douglas isn't exactly the largest place in the world. So it goes to show that if you're putting the work in and you're getting the results, they'll find you. And sure enough. Um, and I realize that they, their travel ball teams is how they're found now, but still, uh, you still got to, you, you, you got to make it happen and making it happen at, at your high school. In addition to wherever you're playing club, that's, that's just, it's fantastic. And you, as you were kind of alluding to there with Douglas not being the biggest place, I think one of the more neat aspects to this story is, or to just the way the Douglas softball program is currently going right now is, uh, I mean, not just softball, but for the sake of this conversation, you, you know, from talking to, to Talia about all the time she spends working with kids and working with the, the youth and the younger softball players, younger basketball players. Uh, and she said how important it was to her to have, you know, older kids in the community that she can look up to with that being Callie Sargent. And then, of course, uh, Callie Sargent's mom as well, who have helped, who have helped coach Talia since she was little. I know they've done uh, the same for Mackenzie Willis. I know they are very involved with the Douglas High softball program, and uh, not to try to tie too many things together here. But when you look at, you know, you hear all these people whining and complaining about, you know, why are so and so not good at sports anymore? Well, I tell you where where you're going to start. And granted, you know, you need a coach to help kind of fuel that. But if you can get, you know, talented players that stick around and help in the community and uh, can give back, I mean. Yeah, that may be asking a lot for for some people, but for others, that's nothing, and yeah. that's you know that's what they want. And obviously, the uh, the community is seeing the positive impacts all over the place. And um, absolutely, yeah. So that's uh, congrats to Talia Trenton. I mean, just uh, a, f- a phenomenal award, phenomenal athlete, uh, phenomenal person for everything I know too. And it's uh, it's cool to get a chance to. Was cool to get a chance to talk to her about that. Of course, you can find that story online at recordcourier.com/backslash/news/backslash/sports. Also, before we go any further, I would like to thank today's sponsor, that is Played Again Sports in Carson City, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playagainsports.com. Jeff, I teased us with a little MLS coming in. Um, you know, it looks like we got two updates on uh, Lionel Messi now. Uh, he has ruled himself out of playing at the 2026 World Cup, which I don't think comes as too much of a surprise to anybody. But disappointment. Uh, we'll to, I mean, get to it, that in just a second. Yeah, he's also coming to the MLS, which I think is the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, he obviously all the. The T's haven't been crossed and I's dotted yet, but that it it seems like it's inevitable. Um, I'm very curious how they're going to handle the the pay. Uh, I was talking with my dad uh, the other day about this, and you know, Apple's involved more than likely. Uh, you know, all, all my business 
classes and all my business degree pit get in my head and go okay you can't pay this guy what he's worth from a salary saudi arabia was willing to pay him a billion dollars which just boggles my mind and you're bringing him to the mls which is the only that i know of salary capped league in the world how are you going to pay him and 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 inter miami already got themselves in trouble for this in their first early seasons so all of these things and all of this scrutiny is going to be on this transaction and i just wonder with this you know the 10 billion dollar uh deal that apple has for the next 10 years of of uh broadcasting i'm, I'm curious how apple f fits into this and maybe they don't but it just doesn't make sense i mean messy on the iphone will sell who knows how many people on switching to iphone from android so i it, it's going to be a very curious thing but i i'm i guess the the whole thing with the with not playing in the next world cup is a little disappointing because it's going to be here yeah um yeah, yeah i mean i guess after he won it though it, it didn't seem i mean i'm sure i mean it's the biggest biggest event in the world right as far as sports go but he had been chasing that title for so long, and uh, you'll have to remind me. He's on the the, the older side of thirty, right? He's yeah, he's to forty. I he think he's thirty six. So. Okay, so it's a that's a that's hard work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it, and this is I won't belabor the point here too long, but it is always fascinating to me that <laughs> he's so old. He's thirty six. Well, yeah, <laughs> but for an athlete, yes, yes, it's a different it's a different set of standards. Uh, I do wonder if uh, maybe the only way the MLS can make this work, and this is uh, definitely a joke, is maybe they just put his name on the marquee. So it's just, you know, Sunday night MLS featuring Lionel Messi. He may not even be playing in the game. Like, he's just, but the only way they can afford to pay him is to put his name, you know, the MLS with Lionel Messi. He's, 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 he's got to touch the field or they'll torch that place. I, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, this is the whole the whole argument with the NBA resting players, and you know, you pay however many hundreds of dollars to go see LeBron James play, and he doesn't touch the floor, and people are pissed about that. So I, I mean, you got he's got to touch the field, and the 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 ticket prices that they've been talking about, you know, everybody's looking out into the future, and he doesn't play in the Bay Area this year because they played Miami last year, so. It, it's not going to be in this cycle, but the, the tickets for those have jumped up in price and he's got to touch the field. So, and, and no announcement yet when he's here. So I would just find it funny if it was an earthquakes timbers game and it was, you know, MLS on Thursday night with Lionel Messi <laughs> featuring Lionel Messi, just cause that's the only way we can afford to keep him here. Oh, I would, I would, I would bet there's got to be some kind of, you know, and the thing is, is he makes so much money on endorsements already. It's like, that's this, this is not a money move. This is a quality of life. Still play still. I mean, he's still going to make a lot of money, but. Well, and even still, if I'm not mistaken, he's still a public ambassador for them, for the, for Saudi Arabia, if I'm not mistaken, right? He's still getting paid by them, even if it's not on the field. I, I would believe so. I mean, no reason to suggest that that stopped. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it in some theory, it's less money, but obviously it's not a billion dollars, but if you're making, you know, $30 million a year to, to 
be a public ambassador for Saudi Arabia and I guess, you know, try to convince the world that they should host the World Cup in 2030, then, um, yeah, yeah, uh, who, who needs the the additional revenue? You can go play wherever you want. And, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. We'll see how it, how it shakes out here moving forward, but I definitely, definitely had to get your thoughts on that with that being, uh, as, as big as it was. Uh, I won't take too much more of your time here, but, uh, would like to quickly touch on, uh, the state of the sports world in Serbia, which for everybody who's not up to, up to, up to speed with me just yet, hang on. Uh, but, uh, Novak Djokovic wins the French open and then not, more than not less than 36 hours later Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets win the NBA Finals uh, I actually have a column coming out in Wednesday's Nevada Appeal as a little bit of a teaser there it's not the longest column it's not the most in-depth column but I do think it's about time we recognize what uh, Nikola Jokic is doing I know it's Denver he plays in Denver so not necessarily the most uh, popular sports team when it comes to the nation, but uh, he has two MVPs and now he has a finals MVP. There are only nine other players to do that up until yesterday. Um, and the list is quite um, extensive. It is, I mean, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe it was, you know, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Steph, LeBron, Kareem, Moses Malone, uh, NBA royalty. NBA royalty. He's essentially established himself as a Hall of Famer. Jeff, did I leave out the part that, where he's 28? Did I did yeah. I forget to mention? Yeah, <laughs> forget to mention that part. Well, and I'm sure Denver's going nuts for it too. It just, I mean, their first their first title. So yeah, first title in 47 years. The the aspect of this that kind of got me was he didn't win MVP this year. He was second in MVP uh, voting. And there's a large argument to make it is because it was just voter fatigue. People were tired of voting for this guy to win MVP who's going to lose in the conference semifinals. So they didn't give him MVP this year, and he led the best team in the league to a national t- or to a title. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yep. Well, it happens. Whoopsie. It happens. Yeah. They try not yeah, to make so- it happen, but. I tell you what, you want to add a third MVP to that that list, and that list shrinks, gets even smaller. So, um, pretty remarkable stuff going on there in Denver. But yeah, I thought it was worth at least touching on that um, while we had it here. Uh, not much of a golf guy, but we're talking about uh, the Saudi Arabia money and PGA and Live and DP World Tour have now combined. Um, I, I don't have much to add to this subject because I just don't follow golf closely enough. But that's um, just a mess. Man, hypocrites. It's a mess. It's absolutely a mess. I heard Rory, Rory get on there the other day, and you know, and he, and he just flat out in the interview said, "I hate live." I'm like, yep. wow, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's right out of his mouth. I'm like, wow, okay. How do you really feel about it? But just that's just such a huge mess, and and you know he even he was talking about are people going to be compensated and blah blah blah. It's like oh goodness, what did you guys get yourself into? And you know, obviously the compensation part is is a chunk of this, but I think the bigger one is 
just like Jay Monaghan, the, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, who, you know, trotted out all these these players and how, you know, they should, you know, everybody should be on the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour is this and then went as far as to invoke, you know, saying the Saudis were responsible for 9-11 and then, you know, uh, what, a year, year and a half later, yep. they're, they're together. Yep. Everybody has a price. Yep. Everybody has a price. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens if it all if it quiets down and all kind of goes back to normal, but I I just don't see that. So contentious yeah. and then this It was it was never going to be feasible for them to have the two tours competing against each other because Liv was throwing endless amounts of money around and I mean, the last Liv tournament was in DC and I think had like 3,000 viewers on the CW. So when you're throwing around billions of dollars, you're not getting any revenue back. Um, they're basically just cutting into the PGA at that point because people were watching the PGA Tour because they knew the PGA Tour, and then you take a bunch of the star power out of it, um, and none of the tours are the same, and you can't have two you know, dwindling competing products. You, it, I guess to some extent it only made sense for them to go back to one, but man... Certainly didn't make any friends in the process. No, no. Never dull in sports. No, never, never a dull day in sports. But that's going to do it for uh, episode 81. Before we get out of here, I do have to uh, give you guys a little programming note. Uh, news editor Duke Rittenhouse will be, will be the host for the next uh, couple weeks. I'm going to take a, a nice little vacation here and get out of town. I know some of you guys are going to be like, well, Jeff's in California. Jeff still does the podcast. But uh, uh, we've worked it out that uh, that Duke will hop in for, for two weeks and fill in, and then you know I'll be back on once uh, once I'm back in town. But uh, thanks for listening to episode eighty one, and uh, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. But otherwise, uh, Jeff and Jeff and Duke will hold down the fort, and um, that's gonna do it for for this episode. Thanks again to today's title sponsor, In Play It Again Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playtogivesports.com. Uh, Jeff, anything else you got before we get out of here? Nope. Safe travels. All right. That's going to do it again for episode 81. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.